1: Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my hardworking co-host, Mozzie. How's it going, man? I'm pretty swell. How you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. I had a nice, productive day. It's, honestly, it's been beautiful out here in uh, D.C. It's now getting chilly, but uh, it's been a good day. Been a good day. No complaints.
1: Nice. Yeah, I uh, I just moved, so I'm. if I sound a little different, I'm in a different room. Uh, I put Whoa. a lot of pillows up to prevent some echoes, so... <laughs> We'll see there how it go. goes, but there w- there won't be any more uh, squealing water heater. So that's a big Yay. plus.
0: <laughs> that's why we love the podcast pillow.
1: Exactly the podcast pillow. I, we still need to you know brand one of them and sell it, but of alas. course. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are we are only going to be doing a week seven preview this week. We only have uh, one day, uh, one time that works for us to record. So uh, we're going to be previewing this next week, and you know we might talk about. Last week, a little bit throughout, but uh, we figured, okay, if we're just doing one, I guess priority is, is the preview, probably. So, mm-hmm. without further ado, we will get into the Thursday night game that is already going to shit. Already <laughs> looking to be dreadful. Yeah. Uh, so, no Baker already. We get right. uh, all-time college passing yards leader, Case Keenum. Boom. Boom and uh teddy possibly teddy might not play we might we might get drew lock and case kingdom in prime time oh lord which is, i don't know if that's like impressive or depressing or what but <laughs> it would be historic maybe it would
0: be you know <laughs> some it would be something <laughs> it's the problem with you know the the short week is the people that need those days of rest will then they don't also get the days of practice at the end yeah uh, so yeah we're down baker potentially down teddy we're down chubb and hunt
1: down some linemen for i know the browns probably both teams just a lot a lot going wrong for these teams like denver denver's been injured kind of all year so yeah it looks like uh we're, we're going to be in for an injury bowl here. I, I guess one of the main things is, I mean, aside from Baker being out, of course, is the running backs for the Browns. Um, people have been relying on Chubb and Hunt all year. And so we've got uh, Dernist, Johnson, and Demetric Felton. Mm-hmm. So uh, my my take is kind of straightforward. If you're in the half or standard, I'm going uh, dernest And if I'm in full PPR, I'm going Demetric. if I have a mm-hmm. choice. like guess that's just my preference on you know, the two there, because Dimitri, like, he played wide receiver in college, like, he converted to running back, and so, and I think some places have him listed as, like, wide receiver or running back, so, hmm. um, like, he will get a lot of, like, re- like receiving work, especially if, like, if Odell isn't an in and Jarvis isn't an in, he will probably line up some, like, as a receiver, so.
0: I feel like Jarvis should be
1: back, right? Maybe, because he, I know they... Activated him last week, and then like basically they so they designated to return, but they didn't activate him, and so Mm. like Odell's dealing with something, but he's gonna try to play. Um, I don't think they have to decide on like Jarvis until game day, pretty much. Yeah, I haven't seen anything on him, so we may be another week without Jarvis. I mean, I I could see them waiting again.
0: (laughs) Right at this point, it's a short week; might as well just get healthy yeah, the whole all team's the way
1: dead, so yeah
0: so i guess all's this to say i think you and i are probably on the same page in that we're probably taking denver but if teddy's out i might i'm probably gonna take case over over lock yeah I'm not sure
1: yeah i think cleveland's defense is like just good enough to make drew Locke <laughs> look bad like you know oh definitely definitely because if he were going against like the Texans or even the Chiefs defense, like Drew Locke could look just fine, but I, I I think like the Browns have just that right level of defense to make him look like bad Drew Locke. So hopefully, like hopefully Teddy plays. Right now he's questionable, and I honestly I, I feel like we'd know by now, but I think he's gonna go. That's like if you're it's like fifty five forty five on that lean, but
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm in a similar boat. <laughs> I feel like he would have been ruled out already. It's still possible, so it's, you know... We're taking Denver, but I'm flipping there to Cleveland if if uh, Teddy is out.
1: Yeah, this this game is in season long for me. A, a stay away if I can't. Obviously, bye week hell is kind of, uh, you know, looming as as we speak. we got a lot of good teams on bye this week. A lot of good players on bye this week. So, you may be stuck with it, but... I mean, we're primarily talking about this for showdown, just because like (laughs) you're probably playing these guys in showdown. I do want to say on uh, super draft, Case Keenum is a 1.75 multiplier. They uh, so like I know I don't know offhand, but I know DraftKings like preemptively priced up the backups because they knew like oh like the bad they might play. But super draft left Keenum at like a good multiplier. So like if you put that in captain, you just get like a pretty busted multiplier for a quarter like a starting quarterback so right even though it's Case Keenum like it's still a heavy value
0: yeah if he gets 18 points right if he yeah. gets 18 then that's t- what 2.25 essentially like that
1: yeah I can I can double check because I've got him as my as my captain for now but um yeah it would be sorry to 2.65 is what he gets 2.65 because like yeah that's that's just absurd for a starting quarterback so is that going to be a yeah. popular move? Yeah, but I think it's for the most part the right move unless you're trying to get, you know, bash it crazy on it. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the Denver side, where, where where are you leaning on the Denver side?
0: Um, I mean, I we'll just kind of go with the assumption that it'll be Bridgewater. Uh, I guess I kind of am into mostly against the Browns. I generally like those guys that are catching things over the middle. That would be Noah Fant.
1: Yeah, we're both in uh, the fan. <laughs> yeah. And then, I I kind of like Sutton here, too. The We've seen, like, week after week, these, like, the alpha guys just dominating the Browns. And so... Right. That's what Cortland Sutton... That's Cortland Sutton. You mm-hmm. like, like... It was Mike Williams, and then... Uh, I don't know if we'll call A.J. Green an alpha still, but, like, Hopkins got two touchdowns. They didn't really right. do a whole lot, but...
0: The like true wide receiver, like one, you yeah, know, those pro- like prototype big
1: x guys, yeah, big so, x receiver, so i I could see I could see Sutton in that alpha you know mold dominating here as well, and the thing about Sutton is, I don't think his value goes down if lock is in exactly, he's like the <laughs> one guy who's lock proof, <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, he and Teddy' have been riffing better lately, obviously, you know, it's sort mm. of been by necessity, but it's been good to see like that getting back on track, there we go, and uh. I, I, I'm cool with either defense in this game, especially if we get locked. Any any kicker, any kicker love here?
0: Might be the only scoring this game, <laughs> for being honest.
1: Yeah, some some McManus action. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, might be might be the only action. So, <laughs> we'll go ahead and move on to the uh, 1 p.m. games for Sunday. We start off with Washington at Green Bay. We both have Green Bay, <laughs> mm. and obviously like Devontae, especially against this crappy washington defense but <laughs> are you are you interested in anybody else from green bay potentially like i mean i think you can defense? run on
0: washington too i actually think this is an aaron jones week
1: yeah so i was thinking that same thing that like, are we gonna get the like three or four touchdown aaron jones game because i we think saw, it's a
0: strong possibility
1: yeah who we just saw uh who was the last week just rack up the touchdowns against them uh, Daryl, like Daryl Williams. He didn't get a lot of yards, but he got us two rushing touchdowns. So Yep.
0: I also think Rodgers is good for a score in this game.
1: Yeah. So are, are you, a, are you a saying you, score. Like the, you like the triple stack maybe? Or yeah. T- I, I, I do kind of like the triple
0: stack. Because I think Rodgers gets a rushing touchdown. I think Jones gets a rushing and a passing. And I think Devontae gets a passing. So that's... You definitely like Rodgers with that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's been only those three. Like, no one else from Green Bay has been doing anything. (laughs) Tunyon's been a a zero. That's the thing, though, is Washington.
0: Look at how the past few games against the tight end. Like, I even think Tunney has a bounce-back game. That was. I I think I definitely like Rodgers. (laughs) Tunney's been rough this year. Oh, I know he has. But Chiefs had Kelsey, who
1: did well, just didn't score. Um, well, about like the the set, the Saints like nobodies do well. Like that, I guess that's not not to call him a nobody. I mean, Tra- Troutman had an okay game. But you know, if Troutman can have an okay game, I think Tonya can. I don't. We didn't get Pitts week because we got Cordero Patterson week.
0: We got Cordero Patterson week. But I also P- think I Riff consider
1: good. who is it? A couple of like the
0: New Orleans Saints guys are just tight ends,
1: <laughs> glorified tight ends. Right. Dawson Knox had a decent week. Dustin Fox had a good week. Yeah, with the Falcons, yeah. like I said, like saying like Pitts and Hurst combined were fine. Giants, uh, they 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 were down at Ingram that week, but Smith and Rudolph got a little bit going, and then uh, did Jared Cook do well week one? Yeah, so yeah, like mean, they they've, they've allowed some. Okay, Lions is some bad tight ends. So.
0: Part of my, uh, it's something I'm watching this year to see if there's a correlation or if it's just a weird coincidence. But I've tended to notice that if the run game's going well, you'll see the tight ends doing well. Um, and I want to kind of keep analyzing that. And since I do like Aaron Jones, I have a weird feeling we might see some Tony. I don't know if he'll be like a banger, but I think he won't be a dud
1: yeah with with the tight end thing and the running back thing i remember seeing i think this was, this was a couple of years ago so it's not like up to date but it's you know recent enough uh so when teams are favored like obviously being favored helps the running back but i think like if i remember tight ends were a lot more likely to overperform when they were like you know decent home favorites and that also mm-hmm. applies to running backs so right that, that could be one of the like, that doesn't explain it, but as far as... Yeah, but there is a know, little... reason behind it.
0: Right. Possibly correlation, but not causation so far. Just, yeah. we're looking into it more. I, I guess you could <laughs> also
1: think about, like, okay, like, the linebacker... Like, if, if the team's running well, the linebackers are coming up, as opposed to, like, working about coverage. So, if the tight end gets free, like, those linebackers are, like, sucked up into, like, the line play, pretty much, instead right. of, like, waiting back. So, mm-hmm. I get... Yeah, the, the tight ends do benefit from like, linebackers and safeties coming up more and not worrying about coverage. Right. I mean, that makes sense. That's a, yeah, that, that does make sense. So, as far as football reason, yeah.
0: Right. Football. <laughs> football. But. So, yeah, I guess I kind of like the
1: rubby tunny bounce back week. <laughs> Did you call him rubby tunny? Rubby tunny. <laughs> it's like it's like a tummy rub. Rubby. Rubby. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, rubby, r- tell <laughs> me, rubby, Robbie yeah. uh,
0: So wait, Bubby. tummy Look rubby, bobby, tunny.
1: tunny. There we go. There we go. Tell me, rubby, bobby, tunny. See, that's a new lyric. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, anyone on Washington <laughs> you're into, I know uh, Gibson's been a little banged up, but I think he's going to play. They're pretty much down to, let's see, Ricky Sills-Jones at tight end. They're missing Samuel Sill, I assume. Do you think we get like a nice big McLaurin week with the banged up secondary for the Packers?
0: Yeah, they are still missing Jair Alexander, right? Yeah. So they've got
1: no one to cover Terry. That's pretty bad. Yeah, it is. That's kind of (laughs) my concern here. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll uh,
0: I'll go with that big old Terry McLaurin week coming on up. Yeah. Courtesy of Taylor Heine.
1: (laughs) I would be more interested in Gibson if I weren't worried about his like injury status.
0: I know, and I'm in a similar position. I think if he was completely healthy, he'd be a banger this week. But I'm a little worried
1: now. It is a shin. I think it's been like shin splints, essentially. Those so, like bad suck. Yeah, <laughs> like trying to play running back with you know bad shin splints is sounds terrible. And sounds really difficult as yeah. well. <laughs> so, as long as he's playing, he's he has a good matchup here. But their receptions have been down. they begin been like, giving it to McKissick a lot, who did well last week. I was happy about that call. Like, oh, yeah. That worked out for me. And, and they'll
0: probably do well again if, you know, Gibson yeah, the misses score. Yeah, Green should score. Right. But uh,
1: I would say if, if Jarrett Patterson's out there, he could be a nice preemptive pickup. Because if Gibson does have to miss time with the shin issue, Jarrett right. Patterson looked good in the preseason. and He is, like, the backup to Gibson's role. So
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I think he'd be worth a stash, like an early week stash.
1: Yeah, he, the only, I think the only league I'm in that he's rostered in, aside from like Dynasty, I'm in like a 14-team league where he just got added, but like after waiver runs, so he's probably out there in a lot of league mm-hmm. to, to go grab preemptively. And with the way running back's been this year, oof, I would, right. I would do it.
0: <laughs> do the stash, because mm-hmm. if he's really good, then Washington does run the
1: ball. Yeah, even if he's, like, just okay, even. Right. Like, that's all you need this year. But uh, next up, we've got Kansas City at Tennessee. We both have uh, Kansas City here. Mm-hmm. We saw Buffalo's offense do well. They just kept stalling out in the red zone. I, I don't think that happens to the Chiefs because yeah. they don't, well, they don't, like, really <laughs> they score before <laughs> the red zone. That's the
0: thing. <laughs> the whole, well, 80% of the, f-
1: Yeah. I'm really thinking we get, like, a nice big Tyreek week here. I would assume so. Like, given how, like, Diggs and the receivers for Buffalo just kind of had their way. Like, Sanders should have had a big day himself, too, but, like, a couple things just missed and penalties and whatnot, so. But it should have been a huge day for him.
0: This is probably one of those weeks where there's a lot of good fantasy production from a lot of Chiefs.
1: Yeah, like, so Tyreek's going to get, like, a combo of, Elijah Molden, Brian Borders, and Janoris Jenkins. Like I hate, I hate. so I will take that.
0: I will so take I, that.
1: Gimme gimme. <laughs> so I I'm I'm here for the big reek week. And mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, man.
0: And Derrick Henry. I also think, you know, I one of my favorite calls last week was saying Cole Beasley was gonna do something. Because he, yeah, he had it a good for game. weeks and he had a he was a champion for me in Super Draft. He Ooh. got me like 60 points. Nice, nice. Because I MVP'd him um, in a few lineups, which not a lot of people did. To- with, yeah, with a good reason. But I that over-the-middle defense of Tennessee, give me Travis Kelsey all day. Especially if Reek is hurt a little bit by whatever injury he's got on. I think he'll be fine
1: in play, but
0: yeah. give me so much Kelsey. Yeah, I think like- he's worth paying up for.
1: Yeah, this wow, is one of those defense. games that it, it's definitely a good game to stack. It's just expensive yes. and hard to stack, so I don't think it'll get So it's like last week Kelsey was too cheap and like this game was stackable, there's enough value, but this week I don't think everyone's gonna be able to like going Mahomes, Reek, Kelsey, Henry. I I don't even know if that's possible, but the rest it,
0: of your players would all have to be minimum price, and
1: it still might not yeah, be possible. Like, <laughs> so but even if you go like Mahomes, Reek, Henry, that uses up a lot of salary, so like a lot of people aren't going aren't going to go there. Mm-hmm.
0: And even then, Tannehill would also be the cheaper option. And if you expect similar offensive output from both quarterbacks, uh, you could also do Tannehill for cheaper, and then yeah. the rest of the Chiefs <laughs> and Titans.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so we we did get uh, Juan Thornhill in uh, last week instead of Sorensen. So thank the Lord that is that is a slight henry downgrade in terms of like the big play potential but i mean i'm not i'm not gonna you know tell you to not play derrick henry
0: i mean the over under (laughs) this of this game better be already i think it's like 56
1: or something like that is it did it already go up no it's probably at 56 but it
0: i mean take the over
1: (laughs) so oh it's it's at 57 and a
0: half now so there we go it's gonna keep climbing that thing's gonna hit almost 60
1: yeah this is definitely the highest of the week Especially on that like main slate, but there, there's only like a couple games near it. Let's see, L.A. and Detroit's it, is at 50 just because you know, yeah, L.A. And then <laughs> uh, Philly and Vegas is is at 49, mm. but yeah, everything else is not there. Like Washington, Green Bay is just under. So this game is far and away the biggest total. And, like, A.J. Brown, like, I don't know about Julio because, like, I don't know if he's going to play because, like, he kind of, he ended up coming back out of the game. Mm-hmm. And so, the A.J. Brown-Henry, you know, duo should pop off. Like, once A.J. Brown got kind of going, you like he could tell he was a bit sluggish from the fucking food poisoning. But Ugh. once he's over that and the injuries, and like, once that's all all behind him, like, Kansas City's definitely a nice get-right spot for him. Oh, yeah. and If you like Wando. defense, do not watch this game. <laughs> But keep playing Daryl as well. Yeah, yeah. Daryl could benefit from the touchdowns and like he's their only running back. They really trust to run the ball right now. So, yeah, big, big, big fun game. Big fun but game. I'm de- I'm definitely am going to run a lineup stacking this game. Yeah. And it, I'm j- it's just going to I'm just going to hope some value kind of opens up or like I'll play like Rashad Bateman and Van Jefferson in it or something. Right at like min price. Yeah. Yep, yep. So uh, it's, worth, it's
0: worth doing and then just shoot your shot on your guy you hmm. think is gonna pop I mean, off.
1: Yeah, that worked for me week one, like there was all that value, quote unquote, but none of it worked and I still was fine because the the trio, the Kansas City trio and Chubb popped <laughs> off. And yeah. Sometimes it's all you need. Especially like if so, it ends up being like a rough week. Right.
0: But, and then you've got the one you were the one person that put Kansas City and that was in the main slate.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> Yeah. So it's always nice having the stack. The stack. Next up, we've got Atlanta at Miami. You've got Miami. I don't know who to pick here. Uh, I do.
0: I do at the moment purely because it's in Miami, and they have a weird home game like thing that happens with them, where when they're at home they win, and it's sort of like Denver how they do it. But I really don't like either team here in particular. Um. Yeah,
1: Atlanta's actually favored right now, which gives me some concern. (laughs) Like, Miami is coming off the London game, and they got fucked out of, like, not having a buy after the London game, so that is a bummer. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess a lot of it's going to depend on the health of their secondary, because they were missing their secondary last week. Right. Um, We're recording on Wednesday, so we don't have enough info like we do on on our, like, Friday and Saturday recordings to say, like, hey, this guy hasn't practiced all week, probably won't be there, but... Like, just keep an eye on Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, because if, you know, one or both misses, that's a huge knock. And, like, also if Devontae Parker plays. Like, if, if the Dolphins have everybody, I'll pick the Dolphins, but...
0: Right. We don't know if they will.
1: Yeah, if we get Calvin Ridley against, you know, backup corners... Uh, right. Yeah. The Dolphins don't really have, like, a trench presence to speak of at all, like, on either side, so... No. <laughs> And if Miami is out of everybody, not
0: only will I flip to Atlanta, but I also will recommend their defense for for fantasy because I like Grady Jarrett against that line. Oh, yeah. And and if they're just dilapidated, they don't have Parker, they're already out, you know, fuller, then I'm probably taking the Falcons' defense
1: too. That's a tough proposition. (laughs) Let's just say I'll take the Falcons' defense is always ugh. No, this is one, a game
0: I'll recommend not betting on until Saturday or or Sunday morning.
1: Yeah, this is one with like uh, I'm I'm interested for DFS because like the prices are nice for some of these guys like Ridley and whatnot. But I like I said yeah I agree I don't I have no clue how to bet this game at the moment.
0: Right now we I think we can both say we like some players a little bit kind of regardless. I'll say I like uh, Jalen Waddle a lot this week. Yeah. He gets Atlanta, who had a great slot corner in Isaiah Oliver, who is unfortunately out for the year. Or so their slot corner is not there anymore. <laughs> um, so I'll take Chalen Waddle. Um, and then, and I act, yeah, I was gonna say I also don't hate Miles Gaskin this week. Oh, uh, oh,
1: the pass catching running, running back against Atlanta. The pass
0: catching running back against Atlanta. We're going.
1: See, I yep. was gonna. I'm. I'm kind of leaning Mike Gesicki because. we're talking about slot snaps like it's it's him and waddle getting a lot of slot snaps and so definitely if if you know we get see richie grant i think is their slot guy now so if you get uh mike iseki at how big is he 6-6 against you know richie grant slot like that's a pretty big size advantage yeah yep
0: (laughs) not going to disagree with you on that one
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i'm looking through this and yep like Tua clearly likes Goseki. Like, I think that week one, you know, bedshitting was just an aberration. We saw mm-hmm. last week how much Tua and Goseki connect. And, like, yeah, he, he and Waddle and Gaskin are, like, the only guys left to throw to, really. So, yeah, right. if you want to, like, DFS, if you want to stack Miami, there aren't many ways to do it. Like, it's pretty consolidated. So, mm-hmm. it is a nice, you know, just go, like, oh, I'm going to go Tua, Waddle, Goseki, then Ridley, or something like that. And it, it'll, you know... You'll probably get a lot of the offense for both teams that way. Right. <laughs> maybe you got to eat Corderell, who knows. But Corderell. Gotta like Corderell this week. It's yeah, not I'm like really,
0: Miami's good against the run.
1: I'm really curious, coming out of the bye for Atlanta, like how that backfield split is, how involved Corderell is, how much they continue to get pits the ball more in unique ways. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen Ridley in forever, and everyone's kind of like forgotten about him. So this game, I feel like, has a huge range of outcomes because... We could get, like, the bad version of both of these teams and get, you know, (laughs) a 14-13 game. Yeah. Or we could get these teams, like, both playing well and, you know, defensive lines not really getting much push and we could have, like, a 30-27 game. That's what I want. Give me that one. Uh, But, like, I think anything is on the table here. It's funny because the Falcons, I feel like,
0: often just sort of respond to who they're playing against. So, like, if Miami starts out, like... Just utter trash and is slow. Then they're also going to be slow and not. It's like the Steelers
1: thing. Yeah,
0: but always play the competition. If Miami starts scoring points, then Atlanta's going to start scoring points. And either way, I don't really have a dog in this fight. Uh.
1: Yeah, since like since the start of the year, Matt Ryan has been like good for fantasy. Like the week one, obviously big bummer, but. Mm -hmm so uh, I, I put it down because i did like an early look article yesterday for for this week on like the draftkings prices and so matt ryan he has a good price and his season low in attempts is 35 so they're passing a lot hey. and so aside from week one he's averaging like 23 fantasy points per game so like he's been a lot better yeah uh, like since that week one bed shitting and like on the other side with Tua. Like just last week, his team only got twenty real points, but he still got like twenty five fantasy points.
0: Right, <laughs>
1: and so like it's because all they, they they can only pass, like they can't run, and right. so even if even if Gaskin scores, it's probably coming from Tua. So oh, absolutely, and like he can add like he you know, like he got you know three runs three runs for twenty two yards, it's not a lot, but he's like he can add a little bit like a little bit with his legs. He's not like a full on statue, like mm-hmm. well I guess like Ryan is, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Matt Ryan running. Like I said, he looks like a wounded gazelle when he runs.
0: Yeah. Majestic wounded gazelle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so next up, we've got the Jets at the Patriots. Uh, I put a question mark here, but I'm picking the Patriots. I liked how they looked last week against Dallas, like pushing them to OT. Right. And I, you know, I think if you can push Dallas to OT, as long as you bring that same level, I guess the Jets, you're going to win. Yep. <laughs> do- see, if they
0: played as well against Dallas as they do against the Jets, like they'll win.
1: Yeah. That that game last week were like was so weird. It popped off and then slowed down and popped off again. It was like it was like <laughs> a shit sandwich basically.
0: Or the shit's roller something. coasters. The yeah. Shit coaster.
1: <laughs> so yeah, do you do you think Zach Wilson has a better time this week or do you think it's a repeat?
0: I think he still has a rough week, but I think <laughs> it's a better
1: week. Yeah, like he, he already saw it once, I'm curious how it goes for him round two. <laughs>
0: Does he still throw a pick? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Does he
1: still throw two? Yeah, Probably.
0: <laughs> Does he still throw still throw three? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but you know, um, I think I think he has a better time. They did get a bye week, so they do get an extra week to prepare, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. And they're trying to do some th- new things offensively. They, you know, they have a lot of guys they haven't really showcased yet. Mm -hmm. That I'm hoping to see maybe with the bye week they get more integrated, that being, you know, Elijah Moore and Michael Carter finally getting like a command of the carries and stuff like that. So uh, I think the Jets are really hard to predict for this game. I don't necessarily think that it's a good bet on any of their players this week. Because mm-hmm. you kind of want to see the potential game this coming weekend to see if you should start them for the future. I wouldn't take the gamble this week on them if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I feel you there, <laughs> but yeah, like with uh, so with the Jets, do you think they do, or do you think the Patriots do the same thing where they blank out Corey Davis?
0: I would assume that would be their game plan. That's who you, I think, you'd want to account for. He seems to be the most dangerous weapon for Wilson.
1: Yeah. So, like, for me, that kind of leads me to Crowder. Because, like you're saying, like, the rookies getting them more integrated. Like, you know, watch mm-hmm. and see, but maybe wait. But, like, Crowder, you know. he been there. He's a veteran. Zach Wilson clearly likes him. Right. Um, he's a
0: trustworthy target. And, I mean, C. D. Lamb out of the slot last week, by the way. Oh, yeah.
1: He dominated. Woof. So... That's what I'm thinking. Like I'm kind of into into Crowder here on the slot, as far mm-hmm. as you know, if I'm picking a jet, I should say.
0: Right. That would. I mean, I'm on the same page there. Yeah. Safety. That's blanket. who I would take. <laughs> yeah. I would. I would take Crowder as the safest of them. But I'm excited to see what the rest do.
1: Yeah. So, question: Does Jacoby Myers finally score this league? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. He almost did. Then it got called back.
0: I don't think it's a bad call. I'm assuming Aguilar will be with Bryce Hall most of the game. Yeah, or Let me, let me look
1: at how that last game went with them. Just because the the week Jacoby Myers scores, it's going to be like, everyone, everyone's going to be happy for him. Just I felt
0: so bad for him this past yeah. week when they called it back.
1: Poor guy. So He had it.
0: He had the ball and everything. He was going to keep it,
1: and they called it back. So, that the last game was just very gross. The Patriots didn't get much yardage in general. It was that heavy field goal game. Right. So, it was like James White led in receiving. So, oh, baby. Oh, yeah, I remember that, because I started James White that week. Yeah, so... It's like it's the Jets. <laughs> again, in general, probably, you know, if you can't stay away from this game, stay away from it. That's kind of my lean. <laughs> yeah. But... So next up, maybe, right? <laughs> got, well, maybe
0: you know what Hunter Henry probably can. Okay, okay, find. okay. I'll, I'll go with that for the for the Patriots there. Crowder and Henry,
1: and then the rest are kind of wait and see. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I feel you there. So next up, we've got a another potentially gross one with Carolina and the Giants. So the uh, the Jets game has a forty two and a half over under. This game is at forty three. So in that same gross wheelhouse. I think that might be
0: a little low. I think I would take the over. Um I do also think it's gross, but the weird <laughs> the pressure matchup for this game is really interesting because I find that Carolina's quarterback pressure like from their defense is much more concentrated on the outside of the pocket whereas the Giants' o-line, that is their strongest place. Uh they've got good tackles but no inside. So Yeah. You really want like a really good interior pass rush against the Giants. Not that, you know, having an outside isn't bad, but I think that means that I'm going to see some Danny Dime scoots.
1: Yeah, no, I'm looking through like my pressure matchups as well, like on my sheet, and it comes out well for the Giants. So. Yeah. And poorly for the Panthers.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so. it's weird. It's a weird matchup game um, with between these two teams. I'm taking Carolina for now. I don't know if I'm going to stick with that. Like, if Barkley ends up playing, I
1: might have to reconsider some things. See, for me, like, the receivers are where I'm thinking stuff matters more for the Giants. Like, if they have Galladay and Slayton back, because, like, they're not going to have Tony. Um, so, like, because if, okay, so Tony's out. If Slayton and Barkley miss, or sorry, if Slayton and Galladay miss again, it's going to be Shepard. John Ross and Dante Pettis and like I can't pick that team to win right if it's you know Slayton Galladay and Shepard like that's a much better trio so
0: I'm hoping we get at least Slayton
1: yes if we have Slayton
0: and Shepard and you know potentially Barkley then I'm I'm comfortable taking the Giants but if a bunch of them miss then yeah I
1: I agree yeah, Slayton got in a limit practice like on a, on a Wednesday today, so mm-hmm. that makes me feel good about him. But he played on Sunday, right? No, he didn't play last week. Shepherd he didn't. did. Though.
0: Shepherd did.
1: Yeah, but so Shepard, Speaking of, I I like him a lot this week. Um, like especially if he's the only guy, it it sucks because it, it makes the offense worse. But he would get a ton of targets, and even if one of those guys is back, I expect him to get peppered anyway. Because without like when Tony left last week, he got he got a lot of targets and oh yeah, he's good and he's again quote unquote safety blanket like he got ten for seventy six last week. I could see that and maybe some more efficiency in a touchdown here. Mm-hmm. So listen, I I like I like him this week. There we go. And I like DJ Moore here. So with Bradbury, he is good <sighs> against those like Cortland Sutton types, but not the. DJ more types, basically, mm-hmm. so because we, we saw him duel against Sutton and some other bigger guys, but we saw him struggle against uh like McLaurin, and I think he would also struggle against DJ Moore, like similar. I know like I know McLaurin's a little faster, but like Moore's pretty fast. Like they're they're both kind of a similar type, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's where Bradbury might struggle. So I'm I'm into more here. Like I don't think anyone can cover him from the Giants.
0: No, I agree with that. It's What's also interesting is I don't think the Giants get a lot of pass rush either. Or they get some, but it's not great. And against Carolina, I think Darnold has much more time to throw this week than last week. And he was still actually... I was surprised. He was able to still do pretty well last week. Um I just think, honestly, that's why I kind of like the over in this game. Because I don't think the Giants can really stop Carolina's passing game that well. And I don't think that... uh you know, the flip side <laughs> that they'll be able to stop the Giants that well if they've got a bunch of their pieces in. So I guess kind of this was injury, injury
1: pending for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Kind of pending injury. This could, I think, really get a huge bump in points. So 43 right now, I'm almost tempted just to take a small one on that right now where, while it's low because that's pretty low to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, 43 is low in general, especially when you have two teams that aren't garbage. Like, right. Like when you when you see it like Jets Pats and you see like forty three, you're like that's about right. It's a divisional game. Like the Jets, sorry, are are bad. Like, right. <laughs> and so yeah, that makes sense. But like when you have, it's still the same conference, but like they're not in the same division. Yeah. Like usually, like an over can work there. Like that's kind of like what we've seen a lot this year and like you know years past. Like the, the divisional games always play out differently than mm. the non one.
0: I think I also I did, I wanted to bring this up. But I think that the Giants last week really got messed up by Tony being out. Yeah. At least Daniel Jones did. Because Daniel Jones had the worst game of his whole season. He did not look that bad at any point. And I think part of that is because they lost Tony. And they just had to kind of scramble with who to throw to. And that's why he threw uh-huh. so many picks. Because he hadn't. I think he threw one pick before Their you
1: know, line was Sunday. getting
0: dominated too. Yeah, that didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I think the Giants are you know maybe being overly punished right now, but they're not that bad, and certainly not as bad as it looked last week. I don't, at least in my opinion.
1: No, I, I agree. Like so, I'm looking through you know who gets targets through the Giants in the case of everybody missing. Dante Pettis ended up getting 11 targets, uh-huh. so if everyone misses, he's going to be viable again.
0: Yep, they so, <laughs> did um, sign him too. He was on practice squad. They just signed him to the roster.
1: Yeah, and we saw him look really good as rookie year, and his confidence just got shot, and he wasn't playing physical enough, and so you know, this is kind of his redemption chance. There but we go. Shepard got like 14 targets. Um, DJ Moore, I believe, got like 13 targets last week. So target hogs, I, I'm into them here. So. Mm. And their quarterbacks should be able to have better games. I would think so. Yeah, you, I, you can I only... I think both of them. It. It's hard to do worse. <laughs> <laughs> But next up for our last 1 p.m. game, it's nice. You've got like a 6-4 split here, which is a very good ratio. I'll take that. Mm -hmm. We've got Cincinnati at Baltimore. Oh, yeah. I'm taking Baltimore. Um, I see you're a little torn here, though.
0: I'm pretty torn. Uh, This is... I just uh, I want to take the Bengals to beat the Ravens at some point. And I I don't know if it's going to be this game. But, you know, the, the Bengals are playing really tough. I think if if Joe Burrow wasn't on voice rest i might be switching my vote here but that i kind of think that's important because if you're a quarterback that can't speak how are you going to audible in that loud stadium how are you like going to do hard counts and whatnot against the defense there it's kind of an important aspect uh uh-huh. um and i think it just sucks that they're going against the ravens with that <laughs>
1: So well, I mean, I, uh, Didn't he have the same kind of thing going into last week too, right? I thought that, I thought it happened two games ago. I don't know. I so, thought it happened
0: last week against the Lions, did it not? I
1: guess it wasn't easier before. I don't know if Danny Campbell was going after his larynx instead mm-hmm. of a kneecap or something. But, you never know. Yeah, I, I, I assume it's just precautionary. I don't know. I like, would hope so. Because <laughs> I know like, they took him to the hospital after the game to like get evaluated, to like, make sure nothing was wrong. Um, let's see. So, you know, yeah, it was two games ago. It was on the 10th.
0: Yeah, that's saying he's still a little hampered by it. I'm sure but, it's better.
1: Yeah. They're just, you know, making sure he has his voice for the Ravens game. Right. But, so, to the game, we know Lamar tends to put Cincinnati on a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, Lamar here is a banger, and I, I expect some good rushing production here. In terms of everybody else, uh, <laughs> where are you at here?
0: <laughs> we Yeah, so we love, 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 love Lamar i know he had a bad game last week it was just because he didn't need to do
1: anything yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know he was not needed they they ran well um (laughs) yeah i I don't so the running well is only going to be lamar this week i'm pretty sure uh they actually have the worst rushing matchup like on the line this week of anybody which which is is surprising to me Yeah. yeah like they've not been running well and then like they're like Adjusted line yard wise, they don't be getting much push and then Cincinnati's run B's been good. So yeah, they have a pretty rough line matchup up front. And so with that crew they have, I'm not really into those running backs this week. I'm kinda have them low on the list here. So I'm more into, you know, especially if Sammy's out the Hollywood and Mandrews and maybe even Bateman too. Mhm. If we're if we're talking Baltimore here.
0: Yeah. I think it would be fitting to see them go back to a little bit more passing after uh last week because yeah, that was definitely game script dependent for the chargers like that's what they went in planning to do was run the ball on them or sorry scheme yeah. dependent and then also game
1: yeah like my, my concern with baltimore last week was like they have not been the same like dominant running squad so like how's the chargers and it worked just fine so <laughs> worked just fine i think yeah and i definitely think we could see more like bateman got six targets last week in his debut which was yeah. It's pretty good for your debut coming off of IR, so. Yeah, like if, if no Sammy, I mean I'm he is viable, especially at like a cheap price tag for DFS too. But Cincinnati, what's what's your what's your read there?
0: I said it last week, like just I think over text. I don't know if I said it on here. I liked Boyd. I think he did okay, but I really like Boyd this week.
1: Yeah, the the slot matchup for like against Baltimore is always mm. like this, this. Year has been the easiest, so yep. And I don't know if he's going to be under duress. Burrow is, but like
0: he should be. Yeah.
1: Some of these tough games, like you know, B- Boyd is his you know tough game target, and this could be a tough game.
0: Exactly, and that's that's exactly where I'm leaning. <laughs> so yeah, I'm but they're going the they're going
1: to have to pass to keep up as well. So uh-huh. there should be more volume for. Boyd and Higgins to get more targets than they have been
0: it would be nice to see Higgins you know get back in there
1: yeah so I'm looking through that Tavon Young in the slot has definitely been their weak link because Everett's been playing like you know or Aver- Everett, whatever he's been playing like playing pretty decently and obviously Humphrey's good so mm-hmm. like I assume Humphrey will be on Chase right and we'll get uh Everett and Young on the other two so this might be a week to look elsewhere. Yeah, and since had her Stephen core, but like I'm not saying I'm not saying don't play Jamar Chase, obviously, but the the matchups definitely benefit the other two this week, right? And like that's always the case, but like in certain matchups, like it's 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 like exaggerated, and so even though Jamar Chase is really good, like if it's gonna be so much easier, then there's no need to force it. Exactly, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. What where are you with like mixed in this game?
0: Um, I think if you've got him, you're starting him. I wouldn't sit him.
1: No. I'm just thinking through, like, if... Like, I'm not saying he's going to get game scripted out, but I don't see Cincinnati... He's not going to have a week like he did against Detroit. I don't think. That would be pretty surprising.
0: No, I think most of his points will be PPR-based. Yeah,
1: it just doesn't matter if they throw to him.
0: Right. They just have to do that. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But I I I think I can still expect, you know, a 10-point game from him off of the various yardage and the catches here and there
1: yeah like it's it if he gets a touchdown too on top of that you're pretty happy right so yeah but next up we can move on to the 4 p.m games we've got what honestly might be the most interesting game of the week potentially well outside of kansas city tennessee but we've got philly and vegas mm. and i think this is a pretty interesting game i've got vegas for now but i'm not sure
0: yeah i'm really i'm pretty torn on it as well they match up in a very interesting way um obviously vegas has the pass rush philly though has a you know solid o-line at least in part they're uh as far as i'm aware they've got their left tackle back mylotta they have landon dickerson jason kelsey lane johnson are i'm ex- i think all of them are gonna play
1: yeah lane is expected to be back so, so i
0: think that they buy some time for philly um what they do with that, I don't know. You would think this would be a Miles Sanders game, but it's Philly, so it might not be. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so I put in here like this might finally be the Miles Sanders time, like with their line healthy. and in the last two weeks, he's been dominating the backfield. It's just the rushes haven't been there, but like okay, week one against Atlanta. he got like 15 carries, five targets. if he gets like that 20 opportunity mark again here. Mm-hmm. he could finally, like, have that good game because I don't think he's found the end zone yet. So, yeah, he has 391 total yards, but no touchdowns yet. <laughs> so, and he's gotten 12 red zone opportunities. And oh. It's just, it nothing, just nothing's converted yet. Like Philly's just, been ugh. fairly inefficient in the red zone in general. Mm-hmm. So... I think like, that's it, a product
0: it, of what they've got in there and the inexperience they have at quarterback and, honestly, mm-hmm. wide receiver
1: yeah like and yeah like hertz is gonna steal some of those too like that too but yeah like 12 red zone opportunities no touchdowns almost 400 total yards like something's gotta break here eventually and the raiders Is they have a good like front but they're more like pass rush heavy than like rush defense heavy and like after the uh Line they've been like average up front like on the all line yards but after that they're you know allowing a lot of like second level yards open field yards and like running back earned yards in general so I I'm not saying it's Miles Sanders week but I'm saying if it's not this week then it might not happen but <laughs> this this yeah. should be a decent week for him and Gosh, I think it could be pretty good yeah Um but Goddard is I think Goddard's still on the COVID list right now. And like, that's yeah. pretty much the big thing to look out for, because I guess it's Jack Stoll at tight end, but mostly I think those targets just funnel more to Devonta Smith here mm-hmm. against a team that cannot cover him.
0: <laughs> no, you know, to be fair, a lot of teams can't, but yeah. like Agreed.
1: I, I don't think Casey Hayward's fast enough anymore to cover him, right? No. Or, like, he's really good, but I don't think he's going to be able to keep up with him. So... No. Uh, yeah, That's the thing. That's <laughs> where it's tough.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I, I do like Devontae Smith this week as well. How do you feel about um, Ray Gore?
1: Um, I mean, he's going to get the probably easier matchup with uh, Amik Robertson, who's been fucking terrible. Right. So, like, that's a, that's the thing is, like I said, Casey Hayward is good. Like, he may not be fast enough to keep with Devontae the whole time, but he's a lot better than Amik Robertson, so... <laughs> Yeah, I guess if he's getting that easier coverage, that might be the way to go. Yeah, not like not saying like over Devonta, but he might have a pretty solid week for what you're expecting. I would say
0: I'll put him in a stream. He's had a couple down weeks. Yeah. I'll put him in a
1: stream. <laughs> but like Hobbs has been solid in the slot, at least for like you know his draft capital this year, and you know Quez Watkins has been solid, but I'm not you know he's not a world Peter, so yeah, like the matchup definitely goes to Regor. It's just a matter of like, if Devonta does draw any Amik Robertson, like that would be really bad. That
0: would be very bad.
1: (laughs) And listen, like, even if that happens once, that might be all I need.
0: So uh, it kind of sounds like we generally expect the Philly offense to do some things. Um, Yeah, like,
1: I think they'll be fine.
0: Right. What do you think about the Raiders offense?
1: So I also think the Raiders offense will be fine. Right. Uh, this should be a solid Josh Jacobs game, too. Like, both running backs are set up to succeed, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like, Vegas has a decent running matchup, too. We've seen the Philly run defense struggle a fair amount. And the the corners for Philly are have been solid. But I'm looking through, like, how these matchups are going to go.
0: Well, we know that Waller is going to be a banger.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's where the, you know, the tide kind of breaks is. They might be able to handle the receivers just fine, but I don't. I don't see how they control Waller. Like their linebackers are rough.
0: Their linebackers are bad, and the Eagles against tight ends this year are a notable weakness. Um, last week against the Bucks, you had both OJ Howard and Cameron Braid doing stuff. They had like eleven targets and a hundred yards between them, almost or like eighty yards, yeah. and, and his touchdown. And then the week before. I'm pretty sure they played the Panthers and didn't Tommy Trumbull score.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I think he did that he week. Did score. So, but, uh, yeah, like I, I don't want any of their linebackers or safeties covering Darren Waller. No, so. and then you had the
0: Cowboys game with Schultz.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, so is Waller going to be the tight end banger of the week?
0: I think, I think he is potentially. Yeah,
1: yeah, because like if I, I think like Reeks probably my receiver banger of the week. Which, that's, you know, I guess that's kind of a cop-out. I don't know. but <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm I'm saying, like, I think there's a fairly good chance Waller could outscore Kelsey, which...
0: It's definitely possible, and his multiplier would probably be a little bit better.
1: Yeah, that, and, like, he's cheaper on DraftKings so that might be a route to go as well. But, like, I do like stacking this game as well for DFS. Like, the prices are pretty fair. Mm-hmm. But, and I think it could be close. And like, I, I expect this to, like, this total seems good. Like the 49 point total, it could easily go way over it. Cause we've seen these offenses be pretty good. I, Derek Carr is my, my stream this week. Hey. So like we've seen teams put up plenty of offense against Philly. So just say Waluigi. <laughs> Waluigi. <Gee>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course.
1: Whatever Waller scores, I'm just going to go like, Wah. wah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Waller's good. Yeah. I said, I'm I'm very intrigued by this game. Like I like the idea of going like car Waller miles or something and getting like a unique like position stack. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we're right now we're torn on this and this could definitely flip potentially.
0: Right. I'm not even sure who I'm taking at the moment. I put in (laughs) Philly for the time being, but I don't really believe in it. Well, I'll have to see how
1: things play out. Do you ever believe in Philly? No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh god so next up one that we probably won't switch on is uh detroit at the rams jared goff revenge game baby yes it is the goof revenge it is, oh, yep.
0: it is the goof revenge well, uh, i don't think he's gonna get his revenge I, I don't think it, it's gonna come very swift for him if at, at, at all
1: actually is that was that an intentional pun there? <laughs> uh no no no
0: no <laughs> oh, no or jesus um so then i mean Denver. the lions detroit are beat up already and it's already (laughs) not a a fair roster matchup and they're even worse this is i mean this is bad it's in la
1: yeah it's it's tough all the rams are in play obviously but i think i think we can get some benefit of talking about detroit here i like swift a lot Mm -hmm. uh for ppr especially i should say I expect him to get like a season high in receiving work here, like receptions, yardage in general, just because of how this game going to be with no see if it's like, they've got like, they've got Hawkinson. They've got like this random hodgepodge of receivers with like Khalif Raymond and the rookie, Amon Ross, hey, Brown, like Swift is probably their second best pass catcher at the moment yeah. after Hawkinson. Yeah, so, pretty much. I, I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't get him really involved in, we see, like, PPR backs, you know, definitely obviously get involved when they have to pass more. And we saw week one against Sanford, like, he had a really good week. So, I'm on board there.
0: When I just realized we don't... Oh, no. We get back, back up center for the Lions
1: against Aaron uh, Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, Rams D, of course. Like, that's a given. Yeah. I feel like. Um, on the Rams, though, I do want to mention one guy. So, I was looking through, you know... DraftKings, I was looking like I was trying to put together that Chiefs lineup with that stack. I'm like, man, I got a value on here, and I looked down at three and a half thousand and saw I saw Mr. Van Jefferson. Oh, and I was intrigued because he definitely has the upside to get you like 15 or 20 fantasy points. And two of his games have gotten there. He would have a third, but Stafford just missed him multiple times against Seattle. He should have had like two more catches, one of which which was going to be for a touchdown, mm-hmm. and they get a kick matchup. He's going to get easier corner work because, like, you know, Woods and Cup are obviously a priority. And this could be a nice game to get him involved more, especially deep, because, like, you see them thrive some there. And they've got an implied total of 33. So there's going <laughs> to be scoring opportunities. And so he's usually getting like four to six target range. And, like, that could be, you know, a 90 to touchdown or something. So. Yeah. If you're, like, if bi-week hell has gotten you, if you need value in DFS, like, I, I'm into Van, uh, and not like, you know, not extremely, but hey, I, I, they, there should just annihilate the Lions here, so. Yeah. <laughs> why not get everybody involved? Like, he's getting enough targets, it's, you know.
0: How is the, uh, sense. rushing line matchup for the Rams?
1: Do you have so, any interest
0: in Henderson alongside the onslaught?
1: Yeah, so they have the second best this week, mm. uh, right behind Tampa, so, Yeah, pretty good. And they also are going to have forever to throw. They have like the best like passing matchup (laughs) line. So they're going to be able to do whatever they want. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, yeah, I'm not. So we're taking the Lions now. Everything is in favor of the Rams here. I would be so happy if the Lions won.
0: Oh, If the Lions won, I would probably just wear my Stafford jersey (laughs)
1: like
0: everywhere for a year.
1: I would just have Dan Campbell quotes, like, on repeat. I would make that my <coughs> ringtone. Right. Dude, oh, I gotta make, that, I gotta make like, a Dan Campbell thing my ringtone. There we go. Mm, mm. The kneecap quote or something?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> make it the ring back tone, so it's what people hear when they call you.
1: <laughs>
0: and on the way back oh, up, God. we're gonna bite off I the other kneecap.
1: <laughs> oh, I forgot about that being, like, a huge thing. You could set, like, your thing to play a song. Right. Oh, God. I feel like I did that. I can't remember what it was.
0: Well, I like messed mine up and couldn't get into the account, so mine was some classical song.
1: Yeah, that's like the default is like the classical music. Right,
0: it was awful.
1: I think I might have made mine like um like m- something like by Mims, like not you know this is why I'm hot or like his <laughs> other his other song, like it's a, like Move or like something like that. Oh god. That's great. Yeah. Man, on my Nokia.
0: <laughs> oh, my, I had a Nokia. My envy.
1: I think I think I had a Motorola razor when that was. I did
0: yeah. have a Motorola razor, Yeah, Yeah, I think everyone
1: had a Motorola razor at some point.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, the good times. Hello, Mr.
1: Moto. Uh, <laughs> I I don't I can't remember if I had a Sidekick or like the other similar version of it, but yeah. Anyway, man, God, blast from the past.
0: See, that's what talking about <laughs> Dan Campbell does to you, man. You just <laughs> suddenly you find yourself with rose-tinted glasses on, just feeling this talking about old and phones and
1: <laughs> oh god there were i, I this came into my brain like a few months ago there was I think, cha-cha it was remember that tech service cha-cha that you could like text them a question and it was like text google sort of type of thing it was weird mm. anyway <laughs> uh we've got houston at, so we're talking about all these blowouts or sorry predicted blowouts i should say uh, and you know either the brainwander so houston at arizona up next we both have arizona yep <sighs> I will say, I think Houston puts up more of a fight than the spread implies. Mm. Have you looked at the spread yet?
0: No. How bad is what do it? You think
1: it is? What do you think it is? 10 and so, a half. Oh, it's way more.
0: 17?
1: <laughs> it's at 18 and a half right now.
0: Holy fuck.
1: Yeah. The Rams are favored by 15 over Detroit, and like that's a lot, but that makes sense. I know Arizona's undefeated, yeah. but giving them 18 and a half points on Houston's a lot.
0: Have the... Yeah, I guess they have. I was going to say, have the Texans lost by that many this year?
1: Yeah, they lost by like 40 or something. They
0: shit. lost to the Bills by that much. Yeah. <laughs> They've uh. lost
1: by a lot this year at some points, but that's that's a tough one to feel okay about just because of like garbage time and everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, so the Cardinals are going to be missing some people. They're not going to have Zach Allen, who was their draft pick and and good, and they're not going to have Chandler Jones, who is obviously very good. Um yeah. so that's a little less pass rush. I still think obviously the Cardinals are still going to win and they'll probably win by 10, but you know, we've or seen even like 14. But. Right. We've seen some Davis Mills action this year. If he can throw on the Patriots, he should be able to throw on the on the Cardinals, especially with a lack of pass rush. I think pass rush is the big problem for Davis Mills cuz he's a rookie and that's not weird at all that's mm-hmm. something all rookies will struggle with is a very good pass rush so that's why I didn't like him as much against the Colts but with Arizona missing some people I actually kind of like your point point. 18 might be a little aggressive
1: yeah is uh is Chandler Jones I saw he got put on the COVID list for last week so uh, he guess he could be back this week or I assume that's why he was missing
0: oh I didn't know that's what it was I just saw that he was out and it was like definite but if it is COVID he could be back Mm-hmm. Interesting. They are still really beat up on defense.
1: <laughs> yeah, he because he, he he got he got a positive COVID test. It wasn't just like exposure. He like he got a positive test. So there's a chance it could be like, this week too. Because that because the Cardinals had they they had the they had the COVID week of you know all like all those people getting it. Like Cliff even missed and stuff. And so right. they they still won. But mm-hmm. so keep an eye on you know who all misses because of COVID again this week for them.
0: Yeah, because they've got. You know, with a questionable next to their name, they have Jordan Hicks, Savin Collins, Zach Allen looks like he is out. Maybe he's one of the COVID people, too. So him and Jones are both, you know, waiting COVID tests. Um, that would affect the spread a lot for me. Uh-huh. If they both played, then I would probably maintain the 18. But if they're both out, then, you yeah, know, take the uh, Houston to cover. 18 and a half is not it's not that crazy to bet them covering 18 and a half
1: points yeah that's that's a lot of fucking points <laughs> especially <laughs> if you're missing defensive personnel that are good yeah it's <laughs> so as far as this game goes like obviously we like arizona is there any like in particular lean you have with like how the receiver is gonna play out do you think we get like a james Conner a week uh, uh I,
0: I hated to say it but i kind of think james Conner yeah. is probably fine this week
1: given this spread like like I said, I think Houston puts up more of a fight, but I don't think they're gonna win. So,
0: no, and it certainly yeah. won't be because of their defense, at least in my opinion. <laughs> well, you never know yeah. what happens, but you know Kyler could throw a boneheaded pick as he does.
1: Yeah, but I'm, so I'm, yeah, I'm looking through last week's games, and we got uh, we got Nico Collins back for Houston, and he there listen, we go. Houston got smashed, but like, Nico Collins got on the board, he got six targets. Uh, 4 for 44 uh, receiving, so in the nice Wendy's line there. Hey. Obviously Brandon Obviously, Brandon Cooks was the leader, but like yeah, like he's he's their number two receiver right now. And in a game where they're gonna have to throw a, like a shitload, like they're gonna probably hit 45 pass attempts I assume. Mm-hmm. Like he's viable. I'll have to check his like prices of multipliers, but I assume they're favorable. And so while I do obviously prefer Cooks, I don't think Nico is like totally out of play no go. Mhm.
0: Now I did just see this is just bad. I did just see that Laramie Tunsil was put on IR on Saturday. Um
1: oh god. Okay. Maybe that spread is right. <sighs> <laughs> that hurts. That um, hurts. So ni- yeah, Nico Collins is 3.2k on DraftKings. So if you want if you're trying to get that uh, <laughs> that Kansas City Tennessee stack, that might be uh, that might be the way to go. There we go. So, what's the over under then? Uh, The over under is at 47.5.
0: See, I might take the over because I presume the Cardinals score at least 30. And we also think that the Texans might get some points here.
1: Uh huh.
0: Uh, Maybe this is uh, JJ Watt's first sack
1: game. (laughs) Yeah, so right now the Texans are implied for like 15, the Cardinals are implied for about 32, give or take a bit. Or yeah, might, actually, it might be worse now. I think it's like fourteen and thirty-three about. But yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah, but <laughs> a lot.
0: I mean, yeah, no Laramie Tunsil. If all of the Cardinals defense plays and they just have all of these pass rushers, then I will probably go with Vegas
1: and yeah, because it's Indiana basically enough. yeah, yeah. I'm saying Cardinals score at least four touchdowns, which sounds right. Yeah, and then they're they're giving Houston two, so I guess it's a matter of doing Houston can squeak in a third one, right? is essentially kind of the point of the spread there. Uh, right. But, yeah, real, real gross time there.
0: Uh, do you have any love for Ertz in his first game?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, d- we, t- we just talked about a little earlier, big favorites and tight ends, and that tracks here. And what better time than against Houston <laughs> to get your new acquisition involved? Right. Or, yeah. So Take
0: some shots. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Ertz like, yeah, could definitely have a fine game. Like, If you picked him up at a stream last week and now you've actually got a viable tight end, like, yeah, <laughs> keep, keep, let it ride, I would say so. Let it ride. Like, I, know th- I know their usages always isn't consistent in this offense, but we saw Max Williams have good games, and Ertz is better than Max Williams. So Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, so like I think we can, I think we can say James Connor can count as a stream this week. That feels right. Yeah, I, I would level. feel good
0: about starting him.
1: Yeah, do you think Chase Edmonds finds the end zone though? That's kind of been his kryptonite.
0: No. So I if so I think it'll come for Chase Edmonds at some point, but man, if he's injured, he should probably just rest this game. Cause he's kinda like your catch up guy. Uh, yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> he's been banged up. I, I agree there. Like if, if he needs to chill. Chill yeah, exactly. Just his shoulder, yeah. Don't put don't like let him rest. Mm-hmm.
0: Let, you know, James Conner, you know, Benjamin, let them get some snaps. You're going to be able mm-hmm. to run.
1: Yeah, they're, they're going to do whatever this game if <laughs> <they feel> you like. <laughs> whatever they feel. There, like. there, there's a lot of, so there's, like, three or four games. Because, like, Washington Green Bay, Green Bay favored by a lot, but not, like, not double digits. But we've got Rams favored by 15 over Detroit. We've got Arizona favored by 18 and a half over Houston. And then our next game, we've got Tampa favored by 12 or 47. So I guess we can go ahead and move on to tampa uh, unless you've got anything else to add with houston no i think we got
0: it all we actually got more than i thought we'd get out of that game
1: (laughs) (laughs) no yeah like i I think the houston passing game could have some have some you know viability this week so yeah chicago at tampa uh i believe we get godwin season this week Ooh, he's kind of been down the touchdowns haven't been in the last few weeks because it's been all evans and ab but i mean godwin didn't just get bad all of a sudden he's still really fucking good of a ball mm-hmm. and the slot matchup against the bears is a pretty easy matchup he gets uh crawford it says x crawford soon that's like crawford but the secondary for the bears is just bad anyway and they're gonna have time this week to pass like their pressure matchup is the best mm-hmm. this week because the bears are gonna struggle with pressure obviously tampa's a and solid so they're going to have all day. They actually also have the best run matchup. Basically, this is a huge trench mismatch. It, so. it really is. At, and then the,
0: uh, Tampa's going to get a lot of their defense back. Not their secondary. Secondary's still bad, but they're going to have, you know, I think Pierre Paul and Levante David and Shaq Barrett and Devin White and Vita Vea, um, which are not people you want running at you if you are the Bears behind that O-line.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we, the, yeah we're uh, both going to take Tampa for sure yeah jpp and david i think are questionable but i'm pretty i'm pretty sure Devin white's good to go yeah
0: i of all the games that are predicted blowouts this is the one i was the least on board with just because i do you remember last year when tampa played chicago chicago won oh
1: fucking a yeah
0: and it shouldn't have happened but it did and I, ha- I have a real hesitancy in just... Was that the fools game? I think so. Like,
1: where he came in halfway through or is that a different it one? It might have been. Was that the Falcons? Oh, I think that have into the Falcons. Anyway, I digress.
0: Right. So I'm like, I'm not totally on board with taking, you know, Tampa here with that 12-point spread. Um, but looking at the matchups, it's going to be a really tough time for for the Bears. Justin Fields is going to have to put the game on his back back uh to make this a competitive one and i just don't i mean i would love to see it i hope it happens but it's it's asking for a lot out of the out of a rookie
1: i think we could get the justin Fields big fantasy week this week that everyone's been waiting for i am hoping so that's what i'm hoping for we we got closer to it last week and uh you mentioned i think it was before recorded about justin Fields getting fucked over last game
0: Oh, man, he got fucked over really bad. He had a... So, get this. Last week, he sees the uh, defender offsides, So, he throws the ball up thinking he has a free play, and it gets picked, and he's like, all right, well, you know, we get the ball back. But the refs didn't throw a flag. They did not throw a flag for the guy being offsides. So, the free play he <sighs> thought he got just became an interception, which is really shitty. Um, he, yeah, he did get kind of fucked so by the refs
1: last week. And there were
0: uh-huh. a lot of people did. Now that's not, yeah. not just him,
1: but the officiating <laughs> has been so bad this year. Like, I know we say that a lot, but I think it's, it's been noticeably worse this year. It's
0: been all time bad. And we, I, I mean, maybe we say that every year, but it's act it is legitimately all time bad.
1: Yeah. I was going to say we could, you know, maybe say we're on a warp Tour and it's at an all time low. A- hey. <laughs> Uh, good old pop punk stuff. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I Fields finally ran more. He got six for forty three on the ground, and Khalil Herbert had a really nice game himself last week. But that's not to be expected against the Bucks per se. No, uh, and like we've we've talked about it some. And it's been talked about a ton. Teams pretty much only pass on the Bucks given game script and the matchup. Like the running just doesn't work, and so. Chicago has been super duper run heavy this year, and they're gonna have to not be. So if feel like Fields is gonna have a career high in attempts, mm-hmm. he'll probably have to run. I don't know who benefits the most uh, per se. Like I don't, I don't know if we're gonna get a Rob Week. Like it could be Mooney. It could even be Komet who had a better week last week. Like I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if Komet had himself a decent game.
0: That's but, what I'm looking at is Cole Komet. Because uh, yeah, if I'm getting like, bailed
1: out like by a
0: huge pass rush, which the Bucks have, that's who I'm looking yeah. <laughs> for.
1: Yeah, honestly, I know this sounds this is gonna be hilarious, but I th- I think Justin Fields has to hope Damien Williams comes back. This he was COVID, right? Yeah, and so he hasn't been activated yet. But that would actually be really helpful for Chicago to have a running back that's like competent in the passing game, mm-hmm. like have him pass block and go get some dump offs like that. They need that this week. And so once again, I've said that David Williams might be an integral part of this game. <laughs> there we go, <laughs> if baby, if he's present. Uh, but I don't know if he'll be active or not. Mm-hmm. So yeah, keep, keep an eye on that for sure. But I, I, was, I was thinking through like how this game would play out. And yeah, Cole Comet does make sense in terms of the, the rookie safety valve, the rookie
0: safety valve. And there, you know, they're going to be coming for Field.
1: Oh, for sure. Oof. And they're going to be worrying about A-Rob and containing fields. And so Komet should have an easier time. But yeah, like this game, like I said, I, I'm definitely, I agree. I'm more intrigued by this game than the other two blowouts because it seems like the most likely to stay closer. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It might, you know,
0: Tampa might still win by 12, but I think it'll be really fun for a majority of the game and really fascinating. And you'll get to see some really good fields play.
1: Yeah, I think fields has like a huge multiplier on uh super draft i think it's at like 1.7 because it's been high because he's like he's not been you know fantasy producing yet right uh yeah he's at 1.7 Ooh, so last week he got like 14 fantasy points but if he gets to like 23 standard fantasy points that ends up being a lot with a multiplier oh so yeah i i've definitely i have my eye on him on uh super draft this week
0: hell yeah let's go fields i'm excited for
1: him i, ho- I hope it goes
0: well for him. the bears but win i'm becoming a bears fan <laughs> uh that's a little bunch one snaggy <laughs> one snag has gone <laughs> yeah
1: i hope that's there. <laughs> so yeah next up we've got uh indy at san fran i'm not sure here i was i was thinking indy i see you have indy here
0: i don't know why and i don't like it <laughs> um i mean i'm i have to presume that shanahan does all right off of bye weeks
1: I don't. I don't know that off the top of my head, and I don't know how to quickly find that. <laughs> I don't either, but maybe one of our uh,
0: senior correspondents can get back to us on that on that debate. You, you know who we're talking about, Josh. Um, I would. I, he is a human computer. I would presume that Shanahan does all right off of bye weeks, and that's why I'm very torn on picking this one, but. Like, are we going to get Garoppolo back? I think he might yeah, be I back. Think, I
1: think he's expected to be back. Because, like, I think he's more likely to play than Lance is, actually. That's what it sounds like. So.
0: Obviously, I don't love the Colts secondary. But I also like the San Fran run defense with Jonathan Taylor
1: has not been great. Yeah, and then the, the San Fran secondary is also not very good. And they just got T.Y. Hilton back. So, if you're telling me you've got, like, Pittman... And T.Y., I think Campbell's hurt, unfortunately. But they got T.Y. back just at the right time, apparently. Uh, that's sad, though, about Paris Campbell. Yeah, like, I I was thinking through this. I'm like, I think the Colts might be the better team right now.
0: I know. and It's it's a really weird one. I might have to wait on injuries for that. I will say we did both pick the Colts to go 2-5 and five to start and mm-hmm. then to finish a lot better. Um, and sort of, you know, in treating that, it might make sense to go with the Niners here um because that would be in line with what we predicted
1: mm-hmm. but so yeah fantasy wise though I like Debo a lot this week Debo, there we go yeah he is a lot better than their corners <laughs> yeah and without Kittle like he's the main guy like both quarterback like that's the thing too like both quarterbacks have been targeting a lot too so he's safe regardless I I think Ayuk benefits more from Garoppolo in it seems like, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's a tough proposition to trust him yet still. But y- if you have to, I don't hate it. But D- D- Debo's the main squeeze here. I'm expecting Ayuk to
0: turn it around. I really am. I know maybe I shouldn't should. because of the doghouse he's been in, but I I do think Ayuk has a good second half of the year. I think he you should be buying low on him. I could be completely off base, but that's just my gut. That's the mozzie in me.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it, would, it would it would make sense for IU to eventually turn around how good he played last year. So. Right. And he's, it's, the snaps are back, too. The snaps are back. <laughs> back snap. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering who gets the most Josh Norman here. I think they've had Josh Norman mostly on a side, assuming he's playing. Hmm. Like I think I think it's him, right? Or I think they're gonna get Quan Williams back. It looks like, so it may not have to worry about Josh Norman.
0: Oh, really? Which,
1: yeah, he. That's why I was like, is someone gonna Josh Norman? Yeah, Quan Williams fully practiced today. It looks like, so they'll have him back, and Josh Norman will be pushed out of the rotation. It appears. Right. So that's handy. Tuh.
0: Hmm. They're still missing Varette yeah. though, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But definitely a big upgrade getting Quanelays back instead of Josh Norman.
0: Uh speaking of old corners, I forgot to mention this with the Bears, Tampa, but I do believe Sherman will be out.
1: Yeah, that's what it looks like there as well. Yeah, I saw that yeah. too. So who who yeah, who is it now for them? <laughs> um well so there they have Jamel
0: Dean. Is it Pierre Desir, I bl- right? It looks like Pierre Desir. Gotcha. Former Jet. Released <laughs> mid season.
1: That's always a ringing endorsement for someone's talent level His former Jet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Buccaneer secondary yeah. bad.
1: Yeah. He had like one good year, but he's been really rough the last couple. So. Yeah.
0: I actually didn't think he was that bad when he was on the Jets. They still released him. You're preventing yeah. us from tanking, sir.
1: <laughs> Let us tank.
0: What is our motto? We suck. <laughs> <laughs> Very good.
1: Poor, poor Jets fans. It's over. poor Jets. We're gonna <laughs> beat New England. It's <laughs> We're gonna beat the Batman Bill. The Batman. one of the Batman's has <laughs> But yeah, I, this this game's kind of tough for me to have a read on. I I guess just studs. But like, is there anyone like I guess secondary piece wise like any interesting Mo Alley Cox or like <laughs> Hines or anybody? Well, you know I love Mo
0: Cox. You know always got to have
1: more Cox in that alley. Always, but
0: I don't like I don't. <sighs> Elijah Mitchell's one that I'm kind of going back and forth on. Mm. He might get the volume, but I don't love the matchup.
1: Yeah, I kind of forgot about him, to be fully honest. I'd rather like, take forget about that right situation. Like, Garoppolo in the wideouts
0: uh, offensively mm-hmm. in this one.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. But Elijah Mitchell is the starting running back, so... <laughs> right, and it's a shanty scheme, so he's probably mm-hmm.
0: going to be okay. I just don't love it.
1: Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, like, always viable, but...
0: I'll tell you what, though, if Elijah Mitchell has a good game, San Fran probably win, right?
1: Yeah, and, like, this is one where I don't think it's a – like, so typically it's like, oh, the running back has – like, they win when the running back has a good game. Like, you usually, like, when well, that said, it's because, like, oh, the team had a good game, they ran and got ahead. But, like, I think San Fran is the only team where you can say, like, they need their run game to go well, and then they win right? instead of the inverse. <laughs> like, that's, that's their bread and butter. So I, I agree with you there. Like, I think if Elijah Mitchell gets going, they will get the lead and maintain it. Right.
0: They're the, they're one of the few teams with that. They're, they are so based on the run scheme.
1: Yeah, it's like them and the Titans, basically. Right. So. Which are so different, and yet so similar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but lastly, we've got our Monday night game, New Orleans at Seattle. We both have New Orleans because it's Geno Smith. It's Geno Smith. Um, I did see Seattle sign, or... I don't think they signed or claimed uh, Eason because uh, he got waived by the Colts. So yeah. he will potentially push Gino. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, but, maybe
0: we'll get some Eason this game.
1: Yeah, they definitely they definitely needed a backup. So you know, yeah, When I looked uh, at this I, game
0: and saw we were getting Jameis versus Gino, like, <laughs> I'm like please, all oh God almighty, let this be the game the Manning cast returns. <laughs> uh, I
1: think it. I think it is back.
0: I really hope so. Cause I am
1: going to be watching
0: the man. That cast, commentary sure. will be hysterical. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god! You yeah, know, like I'm a midway very, very through the game,
0: one. Peyton's gonna get just pissed off and be like, "I'm going out there. I'm going to coach him. This is ridiculous." Yeah. What are you doing, Gino? What are you doing, Jameis?
1: I <laughs> uh, can't wait for their tilt. So, oh yeah, yeah. So. With with the Saints. Uh, so, Ly- I guess I'll talk about the corners. Lattimore has been mostly playing on a side. Um, like, he can shadow. I don't know if he will shadow or if we're just going to keep him on a side just because, you know, you've got Lockett and deal with. So, mm-hmm. maybe just stay aside. But Kamara is where I'm at here. I believe Taysom's still out, as far as I know. I right. would be kind of surprised if he were back. So, we've seen how bad Seattle's defense has been overall. And Kamara gets involved. In both phases, especially last game, he did. So Mm. I expect that to continue. And I expect his touchdown equity to be high as long as Taysom Hill's out. Uh, And I do want to mention New Orleans Orleans is expected to get some people back. Uh, Quan Alexander and Marcus Davenport and Traquan Smith were all designated to to return uh, yesterday. So they may not all be back, but there's a chance they could be back, slash, they'll probably be back back by next week if they're not.
0: If not uh, all of them, then maybe some of them.
1: Yeah, so. New Orleans is gonna start ramping back up after their rough injury luck to start the year.
0: I think this could be a potentially a pretty bad game for Seattle. Um it's just the defense. I I mean the Saints can kind of just control the game with Camara and their O line. Uh but their secondary Paulson has actually been pretty solid for the mm-hmm. Saints, at least in the few little bits I got to see of him. He did supplant Bradley Roby on the depth chart, which isn't saying a ton. But he's definitely not a super weak two to Marshawn Lattimore. Um, And they still have C.J. Gardner-Johnson in the slot, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's not P.J. It won't be
0: P.J. So that it kind of makes me off of a lot of Seattle here. Just on the off chance, this is a really bad potentially Geno game. Uh, Obviously, the Saints still have a good pass rush. And if they get their people back from injury, it's going to be even better. Because Cameron Jordan yeah, that's, is still that's really definitely good. a big part of it too. Yeah. So I'm and, uh, definitely on the Saints in this one. I don't I'm not gonna tell you a single Saint to start other than Camara. Because God knows you never who know. it's <laughs> going to be. Is it oh, Juwan Johnson? Is it I mean, is that just an amalgamation of a couple of their names? No, that's one of them. Juwan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: sounds like I made up. It name. does, I agree. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Deontay Harris, Marquez Calloway. Like I uh ugh give me and that's it. And maybe the saints defense Saints' defense is actually in fantasy. I think one of the higher rated ones anyway.
1: Yeah. They've where they've had enough like big weeks. Yeah. Um, I think we saw last week, uh, like at least with Seattle, that Metcalf is going to be the safer option while it's Gino. Right. So unfortunately the locket train may not come back to the station for a while. Yeah. Uh, and I also want to say that Rashad Penny is going to be returning this week.
0: Apparently. Oh, my God. For how many drives? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, Alex Collins is a little banged up. So, like, I think Rashad Penny going to come back and play.
0: Who is hurting all these Seattle running backs? I need to know who are they're all <laughs>
1: these poor guys. Maybe maybe Russ is getting them hurt so that he can throw more. Maybe. Conspiracy. <laughs> like, maybe maybe Pete will let me cook if, if all the running backs are hurt. Nope.
0: It was interesting seeing DJ Dallas and Travis Homer do some stuff last week.
1: Yeah, Homer had that one like really nice run yeah. where he was like he looked super fast. Uh, yeah, DJ Dallas got like five receptions, and then Alex Collins that second half man he looked good. He Did I'm hoping he's good to go? Yeah, he looked he looked like uh, that Ravens Alex Collins that we mm. we know and love. Mm.
0: I mean, running on the Steelers not exactly the easiest, even with their injuries.
1: Yeah, like I, I was looking through the the line matchups and yeah theirs is pretty rough all around so yeah. like Seattle's is <laughs> oh yeah
0: when you're starting Brandon shell also former jet mm-hmm. think about how bad the Jets o line has been for so long and the fact that they didn't keep that guy and he's in a starting mm-hmm.
1: position somewhere else <laughs> yeah and uh I know we've had some primetime bangers this year but I'm not not so certain about this one I, I think it, there's a, a chance. It's like last week where it's bad, then gets close and good for like half a quarter. But I'm
0: hoping it's a so bad, it's good game.
1: Yeah. Just everyone's doing some bonkers shit for the Saints, <laughs> maybe. Exactly. But this is going to be definitely one of those games where... Remember that game against... Was it against the Vikings? Whoever it was against. Or Camara had that like five or six touchdown game on Christmas. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if you're playing Showdown for this game... I'll. It depends on price, but it's going to be hard as hell not to go Kamara captain. Oh, yeah. It, it's, yeah. Who
0: else? Yeah.
1: <laughs> m- in most scenarios, he's the highest scoring player in this game. Like, I, I probably like half the time he is. I don't think
0: you could win if you don't
1: pick him as captain. Yeah, you can and just hope that, like, Jameis has an absurd day and not the to top does go to Kamara. Right. Odds are Kamara's the top scorer, I would say. Yeah, so hell. Yeah, that wraps up our week seven preview. We're already a third of the way through the season now that we get 18 weeks. Uh, Mm. As we get through bi-week hell, we'll have fewer games to cover each week, potentially shorter episodes, although we know maybe not super short, (laughs) but not two hours at least. And uh, hopefully next week we can get back with a review and a preview. But until then, you can find us online at mozzyandthemuscle.com. I've been posting uh, like two articles each week like an early look and then like on friday or saturday i'll get a strategy like overview on like what my game plan is for that dfs slate and then i will eventually start putting those into video form for tiktok where you can find us at mozzie and muscle and then i post the articles on our twitter which is at mozzie and muscle as well there we go Uh, so thank you for tuning in and we will be back soon